Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Uh, today, for all you listeners, we got the amazing Monica Perez from the Deep Dives with Monica Perez. Uh, if you haven't heard of her by now, I, I can't see how that's possible because she's been around for 10 years. And as she called herself, she is the pod mother. Of <laughs> various and sundry, not everything, but we've got a few offshoots. I've got uh, spinoffs. There are a few spinoffs out there. Union of the Unknowns, among other things. I loved it, though. I, I literally had to stop laughing before I hit record when she said pod mother. I was like, what the? Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah that bring was that great. Bring that to the air. Thank you. But thank you so much for uh, coming on again. I had you on, well, you came on uh, the Spiritual Gangsters with me and Teresa. I had an amazing time. And then you mentioned something about Malaysia uh, 370. And I was like, oh, I think I had just got done watching the Netflix series maybe a week or two prior to that. And I was like, you know, that was really interesting. And none of it really seemed to make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> And when you had mentioned you covered it, I was like, oh, that's got to be solid. So I really wanted to have you on. So what, what, uh, well, I mean, I guess it was kind of like known, but I mean, what made you, when you first heard it, did you think it was like just a situation? Was that enough for you to be like, hmm, I got to look into that? Or did you come across something that made you think like, oh, this might be shady? So when a plane goes down, like that's rare. And it was a Boeing 777, like that's extremely rare. And in this country, like basically never, ever happens. And I just, I'm immediately alerted because in the past couple of years, in the past like 10, 15 years, there have been basically no deaths on US run commercial jets. So I have, I, I was briefly afraid of flying until I saw the stats. There's like none. So the few cases where there were a few deaths, one was like a Southwest airline flight. I don't believe that that happened. Like Marty Martinez was the only guy who was interviewed by anybody. They were all breathing the air without oxygen masks. They were live. They were FaceTiming, like face Facebook living. Like when that first came out, and I was like, this did not happen. Like some sh chick did not blow out the fucking window. It didn't. And they had like the pilot was a female Sully. I'm like, female pilot? So, so rare. And she had had done like, she was like a poster child for the airline anyway. She had done PR stuff. Like I just did oh. not believe that story. So every story that I saw of some death on a commercial run US jet uh, was fishy. The first one in the past like 15 years was a um, a commuter jet up to Buffalo where a 9-11 widow was on that plane and she was going for her birthday or an anniversary or something. She was going to go speak in an event. So that's like haystacking, I would think. My guess would be they brought that plane down to, I think Lockerbie was haystacking too. Like haystacking is when you're assassinating someone, but you kill so many other people that they can't actually identify who the person was who was the target. So there were a hundred people on her plane locker. So like they they want to take somebody out, but it would just be too obvious if that person were assassinated. So so I'm super sus when it comes to plane incidents anyway. And uh and so this one I I looked into and I I assume my first thought was like they took it down for some reason. But ultimately my conclusion is after all these years of reflecting on it, and I did have to brush up on like the basics and and what like really convinced me back at the time. But what I think ultimately happened was that there were lithium ion batteries in the cargo and that they blew up. And right around when it hit altitude, I don't know why they would, why, you know, I don't know what the mechanism is. About a year later, all lithium ion batteries in the holds of planes were banned I think it was already a ban here, but it wasn't a ban there. It was going from Malaysia to China. And I just think that's what happened. And I can you, tell you why. You know what's funny? I'm just, I'm just thinking about the news uh, in New York. I mean, you probably wouldn't notice because you're not in New York anymore. But not anymore. I could tell you, at least on the local news, that's really the only thing I'll ever put on. Uh, they probably at least once or twice a week are always talking about lithium batteries starting fires. Wow, it's yeah. constant to where they're talking about wanting to ban them sometimes on these bikes. There was a horrible fire on a boat. I, I used to scuba dive from time to time. So I've been on what's called a liveaboard, a boat like where you go to sleep and you get up and you scuba dive at night, in the morning, whatever. There was a scuba dive. I believe it was a diving boat off the coast of California. And 22 people, I think, were on that boat. And they all had their phones plugged in. And 
the boat, I could cry thinking about it. The boat lit on fire and they all were trapped and died right off the coast of California a couple of years ago. And that was the phone batteries. I mean, yeah, they're dangerous. And Yo, who another, would, who would ever think that you're going to burn to death? It was in, a, in, a, in, in water. Yes, exactly. That is so weird. I know. I think that's weird too. But the horror of it, I can't. Like you know, if you if you let your mind wander to what those people went through, oh, it's just horrible. I can't. Yeah, I can't, can't even think of that. Yeah, I'd be thinking the same thing. That. I'm literally out in water, and I'm gonna. I'm burning to death. No, like what? You never fuck? think of it. And uh, so yeah, they, there's definite danger there. I think I personally believe that's what happened. And um, and so what? I, I mean, I can recap. I can just tell you like what they say happened, what like the official story was, as far as I recall it. I mean, I was trying to bone up, but there was a lot of detail. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully I get it right. And then I just, I remember the important points that, that I, that I did at the time. Luckily I had a blog post that debunks what they were saying. And so I feel like I know where it went down. So what, what happened was this flight MH370 took off out of Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur airport. I think it was like around, let's say midnight Malaysia time, something like that, maybe a little after. And it flew for a while. It reached altitude and um, the pilot said goodnight at 1.19 a.m. their time, uh, which is like eight hours after Greenwich Mean Time. So... I think it's, it was like 1719 by like the universal standard time for airplanes, but we'll call, we'll talk about Malaysia time, which is like 119, second night. And two minutes later, if you look at the data, the, uh, it's called flight radar 24. There's a video that shows it basically altitude went to zero and it was a 121. It just fucking blinked out. Wow. Really? 20. So at that time, <laughs> do you ever wonder, like, I know this isn't your wheelhouse, even though I hate using that word. This isn't know, your right? thing. But like, did you ever like even think about like the numbers and everything on the plane? Just seeing weird 777, yeah. uh, flight 17. Yes, <laughs> I, with this, because I concluded that this one was an absolute accident, any, any numbers that went into it up front, like I'm going to call that a coincidence, yeah, but yeah. anything that's like a planned event, like 9-11, I think that they, it does seem to me that some of these numbers, they just, you just can't get away from the occult yeah, significance. It's, you know, the, the problem with the numerology stuff is that people will mix systems. So you'll talk to somebody about numbers and they will say, well, under this system, that number means this. Yeah. And then the next set of numbers means this under this other yeah. system. I'm like, if you're going to pick and choose systems, like there's oh yeah, no that's end. that's one of the you things know, I I will even admit when it comes to gematria, if you're not lining it up across the board with a couple of things, right. I won't even really pay attention to it because exactly. But like another reason why it even caught my mind, and then then I'll let you go. But no, guy, I was go, doing I, something I, with it helps. I was doing something with uh, the 17th, the date the 17th. And I think I did six months out of the year. I did three months of just going through things that happened on the 17th throughout history on those months. And then I did another set of three months after the fact. The first three months I did, though, I don't know what it was. There was a shit ton of plane crashes within those three months on the 17th, too, which I thought was fucking weird. Yeah. So that's what, you know, yeah, and then when right. I saw the 17 with this, I was just like, oh, what the yeah, I, 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 it seems to me like when I've looked into plane crashes, I, I would say plenty of them are planned, like which is fucked up. So yeah, you can, really. I mean, you can attach numbers to that. Yeah. Do I think like the number thing is actually mystical coming down from above? I'm not there yet. Oh, and if it were, then you could attribute it to any event. But I think they use it in their occult practices. Yes, I do. For sure. Does it emerge Just, organically? Yeah. Some some numbers do like they say those Fibonacci sequence and stuff like I was gonna say cool. yeah, sometimes that's I think it's just either. you're just seeing the code of the universe in front of you and that's all it is <laughs> yeah and there the universe is just unbelievable like I I there's no I, I'm like I think about how the universe works and I just I end up at God because there's no it's just so complicated I there's absolutely it's so complicated I'm like you can make your shit up but you're always getting back to God I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah so I don't I'm know a God. God yeah so you, so there are two kinds of people one one that says God and the other that says anything but God <laughs> it's like well <laughs> you have to just leave it open 
So, so I'm not, I don't understand the really mystical stuff, but like in gotcha. this case, I didn't, I, I wasn't even looking at numbers because I don't think it was intentional, which is funny mm-hmm. because the, my conspiracy theory is simply that every other theory is a conspiracy theory and there was no conspiracy. So the whole Netflix thing, as well as the official narrative are all conspiracy theories, none of which I buy. That I just is think awesome. it blew up. I love it. Yeah, I, I just think it blew up, which is amazing for me because I see conspiracies everywhere. But this one just blew up. So at 121, I, in my opinion, it blew up over the South China Sea. And there's four reasons I think that. And then there's more reasons I, I can say it's a cover-up. But the four reasons is there were a bunch of islanders underneath it, under at that time, seven islanders in, in Malaysia or whatever, and um, heard a really loud boom at what they said was 120. And they reported it and they heard that there was a plane crash. And they're like, oh, we heard it blow up. That was one thing. There was another, a guy, a New Zealand oil rig worker. This, you are not going to believe. For, I'll tell you, this one's so good that I'll save it for the, the fourth one. The other two <laughs> things are just that. The other two things was the Islanders of Viet- Vietnam said that they saw debris, but it was too dark. So they sent a boat out at dawn, but by then they couldn't find it. China reported, I believe it was China reported two oil slicks, which would have been consistent with the two engines. But it was over water. So, you know, I don't think once a plane is exploded into a jillion pieces, it floats because it's made of metal. (laughs) So they're like, well, we would have seen it. It's like not after six hours, you wouldn't have. But so those are so China's reports, Vietnam's reports and and those. But this is what a, a guy from New Zealand, an oil rig worker wrote. His name was... Michael Jerome McKay, he wrote his passport number. He's from New Zealand. And he wrote this. Gentlemen, I believe I saw the Malaysian Airlines plane come down. The timing is right. I tried to contact the Malaysian and Vietnam officials because it was between Malaysia and Vietnam several days ago, but I do not know if my message has been received. I am on the oil rig Sangha Mercure off Vung Tau. The surface location of the ob- observation is latitude 822, blah, 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 longitude 108.42, and the actual latitude and longitude where it was last seen on radar, I happen to have this written down already, was 6.93, and the longitude was 103.59. I don't know about these things, so that could be really far away or it could be really close. It kind of feels close. So he says, I observed uh, what I think was the plane burning at high altitude and on a compass bearing of 265 to 275 degrees from our surface location. I mean, this guy writes some details. He says, it's very difficult to judge the distance, but I'd say 50 to 70 kilometers along the compass bearing 260 to 275. While I observed the burning plane, it appears, it appeared to be in one piece. The surface sea current at our location is 2 to 2.3 knots in a direction of 225 to 230 degrees. The wind direction has been northeast to east-northeast, averaging 15 to 20 knots. So he's writing all this stuff down, clearly a sailor, because he wants to help them find it. Yeah. So he goes on to say, from when I first saw the burning plane until the flames went out, which was still at a high altitude, was 10 to 15 seconds long. There was no lateral movement. So it was either coming towards us it was either stationary falling straight down or going away from our location, but there was no lateral movement. And he says, the general position of the observation was perpendicular southwest of the normal fight, flight paths we see um, in contrails that pass overhead every day. And it was at a lower altitude than normal flight paths, which it must have lost altitude first because it was at 35,000 feet when it went down. I don't know. Anyway, it says on the compass bearing 275 intersecting the normal flight paths and at a normal altitude, but further away. Good luck, Michael Jerome McKay. So I have thought a lot about that that letter. And after the years have um, marinated, whatever, I feel like that is absolutely 100% authentic. Absolutely. I think that guy was spot on. He saw that plane and he reported it in great detail and it would have helped them find it. So, so what happened? They they, you know what's funny? Real quick, yeah. when you did you watch the Netflix thing? 
No, there's been this oh. whole rash of Netflix false flag cover-ups recently. I can't, I couldn't watch the Kaczynski thing, Boston Marathon bombing, MH370. There's like so many of them. I cannot watch them. They did have somebody on there that I think was trying to push the issue that they thought it fell in the water too in China over by there. Yeah, and, and they and seem they to play that, her off as like the crazy conspiracy theorist almost as the right. person saying. <laughs> yeah, so they have to write, they have to put in, I, I, I read about that documentary. I didn't watch it, but I read about it. And like the crit critique was that it pro promotes all of these conspiracy theories. And for me, they do that to kind of discredit the actual true thing. And I feel like I have, I really... I saw what they were doing and I figured it out and, and what they, so they, they kind of suppressed information right out of the gate. They probably knew what would happen, what, what happened. And if, if, if it were a lithium ion battery explosion and there's like 279 people on the plane, like that could have been considered. And I think it would have been considered negligent. If it's negligent, like the amount that each of those people could collect would have been enormous. And that's all, like you might not care about Malaysia, but usually Lloyd's of London or some big insurance company underwrites all the insurance policies in the world. So it's like just a very limited group of people are going to be exposed to that, like a big insurance company is going to be exposed to that. But if it's an act of terror or an act of God, they are not liable, like personal injury wise, to the same extent. It's limited. So I think they, kind of probably knew or didn't know and didn't, you know, needed to, for internal reasons, investigate what happened because they were not going to tell the truth about it if it was going to create too much liability for them. So there are a few data points that indicate where it was right out of the gate. At 1.07 a.m., so it was before the explosion, uh, what's called ACARS, I forget what it stands for, but it's a, I'm sure I have it here somewhere. ACARS with data transmission was sent. So every 30 minutes, there's an ACARS with data transmission sent. And that gives information like, I am this plane, I'm headed in this direction, I'm at this altitude, blah, blah, blah. Every 30 minutes, that happens. At 119, so that was at 107. So, so you would expect another one at 137. At 119, one of the pilots said, good night. He said, all right, good night at 119. At 121, the flight disappeared from radar. And at 137, a cars with data was not received. So that's exactly what you would have expected to happen. Yeah. And that's when you would have said that thing just disappeared. The reason, there are two reasons that we are told we're absolutely certain it did not disappear at that time, that something really crazy happened. Because for that thing to not transmit at 137 like you would literally have had to take the ceiling panel down off the pilot's compartment the cockpit and crawl around in there and they're not even sure like experts have said they're not even sure they could do it and so that's when the theory was that the pilot was a terrorist definitely was not oh yeah on the netflix i think they showed that too they're like they're like you if they crawled into that thing with all that stuff like you'd have to actually know what the fuck you're doing probably and and, and in that kind of timing and without tools like or somebody catching panels. you yeah yeah i don't know if you could do it even in flight like and in that amount of time like at 119 he's saying good night so it would have had to been in in 16 seconds or 16 minutes or whatever it was this is like another, uh, like, uh, Idaho 4. Have you been following that? No. Supposedly I, you know, this I, kid stabbed the shit out of every everybody and cleaned up all his blood in, like, 16 fucking minutes. It's like, how the fuck yeah, did that happen? Yeah, I I stopped doing a lot of this <laughs> code cracking because I think a lot of it is kind of meant to waste our time. They give enough of it for people like you and me to, like, be derailed by it. And if if you don't know these, they're up to no good by now, I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince you. Yeah. And I cannot come up with incontrovertible proof anymore since February 14th, 2018, because they just cover this stuff up too well. Yeah. So I, you know, once they close the internet completely, it's just not even worth it. So anything before then I, I did it and I can, we can go over it and I can prove to you that they're up to no good. But this stuff, um, I haven't been following the blow by blows, but yes, yeah. it just, a lot of it just defies common sense. 
And like, I know you were mentioning the pinging. What do you think is up with yes. that? I'm not trying to get ahead of you too far. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, there were two things that, yeah. But like, with the, you, you remember, I think they even used, see, now I'm wondering, like, let's say, let's say your theory is totally right, which I do think is totally possible. Do you think that, you remember at one point, I think they start saying, oh, well, there was another equipment that was on there that we could ping and oh, see where it went. The the and then story. starts telling you it went somewhere else. Do you think that no, was that, actually bullshit then? Key to the whole entire okay, story. All right, so like I'll the just name let you of get my blog it. post is cracking the code on Malaysia 370. The ping is the thing. Yeah. Like that's the real thing that that cracks the code. So for two reasons, and the ping is one of them. Um, they they tell us that the thing kept flying. It did not just fucking drop out of the sky. When I told you all the reasons why I think it did. One is they said an hour later on a military radar there was some unidentified <laughs> blip. <laughs> that's right. In a completely wrong place. I mean, I, I, I think that was probably some kid's birthday party balloon. Like, <laughs> I, an un, I, what the fungal? So <laughs> it's so stupid. It's not even believable. But that's what they say. Okay, then they came out and said, after the fact, like days after the fact, they said, oh, we got this um, eight cars without data, like a ping, a ping off a satellite. So a plane will send all its data every 30 minutes, but it also just ping. Um, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, but it doesn't tell anything about where it is or it's how fast it's traveling. Nothing. It just identifies itself to a satellite. There's only 13 satellites like this in the world. So if you ping a satellite, it's kind of like your cell phone tower. You're going to, you're going to grab the set, the cell phone tower that's nearest to you. And that'll probably have a lot more data in it, but you know, Wherever you are, it's going to. Um, oh, like real, real quick! Works. I just want to throw this in something that people are saying in the chat. This just blew my mind. Uh, there's an episode of The Twilight Zone, I guess, called Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. It was an early oh, with William Shatner. It was an early episode from two thousand. They're saying, and supposedly before the plane crashed, he asked the pilot not to say goodnight. Ooh, <sighs> before because this was in twenty fourteen. That's weird. That's that is cosmic. Fucking weird. So that's that's cosmic. The- <laughs> I love it. That's cosmic. That's you, get, you get into the occult, real occult yeah. stuff. All right, sorry. So now go back into your pings. Yeah, that's right. I so saw that. Ping- and I was like, I have to say this. Okay, so the ping. What happened was there was a ping. I believe the. Let's see when that ping was. I'm going to say that that ping was at 119. This this just generic. I'm here. Ping. Uh, maybe it's 111. Okay, every hour from an antenna, a handshake, they call it. This is a different kind of ping. It's a handshake. I don't know. Let's just say that, that it was at 8, it was at 1.11 a.m. I, I can't remember. I can't find exactly the minute. It doesn't matter. There was a, so this handshake thing beams a signal up to the satellite just to say, I'm here at every hour, which is, is different from the thing that gives ident- like more information, just identifies itself every hour to the satellite. The last one was like at 111. And that was it. The last one was 111. Um, but it's so, the information is so hard to gather from that ping that it can tell the angle. It can tell the angle from which the ping came. So the satellite can detect what angle it's coming at, right? So here's your satellite and here's the angle of your ping. So if you're if you're really high, if you're in the Concorde and you're at like 60,000 feet, that that angle will be very close. That a ping coming in at that angle will be very close to your satellite. But if you're at 35,000 feet, you know, if you're along that if you're further away at that angle, um you would have to be at a lower altitude. Okay. So it basically it it divines I kind of tried to make a little picture of it. So, so I'm trying to show that. So if you ping from 35,000 feet, which is where it was, up to your satellite, that's going to be on a straight line that other planes pinging at different altitudes will also come in at. And that satellite can't tell the difference. It can't tell the difference. So if you look at the satellite ping as a circle over the Earth around the satellite, you'll see a ping coming in at 35,000 could come from anywhere 
geographically, just as long as it's an angle. It's like it creates a cone. Gotcha. So if the circle is, if your plane is higher, it's going to be closer to that satellite. The circle is going to be narrower. And same thing if it's even higher. Okay. But if you continue to travel really far away, if you, so there's only 13 satellites. So you're going to still ping the same satellite, but you're much further away. You're still at 35,000 feet. So if you're going like this, away from the satellite, your angle is going to be way steeper. So then your circles are going to be way further apart if you're trying to figure out where they're they're not going to be, you know, at 40,000 feet, whatever. It's just going to be that that circle of 35,000 is going to be further away from that satellite. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That would be like, like I was even thinking recently, like I, you know, if I was to film something on a building, and I wanted to get part of the architecture, it would actually be easier for me to go across the street, even though I'm farther, and zoom in on it. I get a better angle. Yes. I, I, I get what you're saying with the whole angles yes. and shit. Yeah. You can tell. So so this was that was that was the ping at 111 around the satellite. It happened somewhere like the satellite detected a ping coming in at an angle that indicates that something traveling at 35,000 miles away would be anywhere along that circle. But we know that exactly where it was at that time, that's where the plane, it was still on radar. So we know that it was there. Okay. So then, then they said, then they started coming up with this picture with this picture. So I got this all, all off of archive.org because when I got taken down from WordPress, they erased all my, media. I got my text, but they erased all my pictures. So anyway, so you see how this is, this is an early picture and it showed like they released this pretty quickly after the fact, like maybe within a week. So you can see it's showing that that's where the plane was when it sent out that ping. But any, but it could have been, you know, other planes sent the same kind of ping, but they would have been at different altitudes. So that that concentric circle is just what one ping can mean. So a ping that looked like that could be anything in that cone, okay? Gotcha. Then after a while, you know, like a month later, a couple of weeks later, they said, oh, this is what they just fucking changed the story. And they said, oh, there were eight pings. There were eight pings. So those are eight circles. And they said there were eight pings. They were like, oh yeah, that was... they just kept sending out pings for eight hours. I'm like, that's not the same picture was used to say that those were the eight pings. And it's like, there's no way because, because in my, in my article, I said, like, I don't know why they still only released one ping. They could have released more pings and it wouldn't have looked like concentric circles. If it was still at 35,000 feet like that, it would not have been exactly equidistant away as it gets further away. It's kind of coming. And now all this pinging stuff is, besides the last, really the only one that it, the plane did itself, all these extra pings are technically going by cargo that was on the plane, correct? Well, it's an antenna that's on the back of the plane. Oh, because I thought and they even saying, said that they got pings off of some kind of equipment that, that was a company that was on the plane, I think even had something that was pinging as well. well and they tried using that as like a source. It's called Inmarsat data. Inmarsat data. Uh, they started making shit up. Like after a while. Yeah, I mean, that could be bullshit too. Maybe I'm yeah. confused. So, so as I was like reading on, I was like, they're just saying, that's not true. Like I really immersed myself. And this was one of the ones where I was getting like professional <laughs> trolls, like definitely, <laughs> you know, intelligence saying like, oh, I know all about flying and I know all about planes. And I worked at the, you know, air traffic control and they would argue with me. And I was so like, you know, when you just throw yourself into something, I was like, no, Inmarsat doesn't work that way. Like I really got it. And I could argue. And, and my comments used to reflect a lot of that argument. And my Facebook page, people were like, converging on me because they just did not want me to crack the code, but I did. So, okay. So here's, here's an important picture is that, so this circle, that's the actual ping, right? That's the actual ping. And we know exactly where it went out, where, where it went down, like right around the middle, actually. Yeah. It says the last contact it's around there. Okay. So then it got really convoluted. So, so they just pushed that circle out, you know, and then they also, they, I don't know why they, I can't remember why. Okay. Actually, I think this was the original, this was the original ping out here. 
Okay, so that was the original ping, <laughs> and it could have been anywhere, but you know it was in here in this circle. So when they had a search area, what they did for the search area was, I don't know if you remember this, this is one of the pictures I think got lost, got taken down. The search area, you can easily find this picture. The search area was everywhere in this big circle, except for this little circle, which is exactly where the plane was. Exactly where the plane was. So they they went out of their way to not find the plane, to not search in the last known location where there were four different detailed sightings of that plane going down. And yeah, what I was the excuse? I, wasn't there some reason why they started searching like on land? And I'm like, nobody noticed the yes. plane fucking crash in this country. Yes, they definitely did. Yeah, uh, I was even nice like, what? You're sending these people back onto land now. They said we already looked there, but they really <laughs> did not already look there. And what they were trying to do was stall until the black box stopped emitting. You know, they probably had the black box. Oh, oh, I don't think that. I don't know. Yeah, the black box should send out a beacon. So I never heard about that. But that dies after 30 days. So I think they were just trying to stay outside of beacon range for 30 days. Oh. And then they could go wherever because once that beacon dies, there's no chance you're going to get it back. So now they've made the beacon longer. You know, they, they went back and like, oh, that was a problem. I was like, it was only a problem because you refused to search in the area where the plane clearly went down. I wish I had that picture. That was one of the ones that they took down. Of the search area. And see, then, I see someone. Oh, I, I, I don't know if this is a joke. It might be a joke. Someone said MH370 was landed yeah. at Diego Garcia and re, repurposed for MH17 in Ukraine. MH17 was another weird one. Like, I've noticed this with false flags is that they, they kind of recycle. They know it has to be psychological. They know in your mind you have created certain pathways. So in your mind, you think MH, you know, Malaysia Airlines is incompetent, uh. right? Is prone to crashing. So when they had to set up Russia by throwing MH17, which apparently had like cadavers in it, like I, I think it was like a dummy plane that was deliberately meant to get shot down. I don't even think that was like a real thing. Uh, they, they used Malaysia Airlines, I think, because they knew that people would believe it. Because they already thought Malaysia was so incompetent when it comes to airlines. Do you think if somebody wanted to use a plane for something, it would be easier to just to buy one off of somebody illegally than f do all this bullshit with the other plane? I mean, like, I mean, do yeah. I want to? I mean, you're gonna have to go through months of explaining what happened to this one plane when you can just buy one and repaint it and just use it for what the fuck you wanted to use it for. I mean, I, that seems like a lot of work just to get a plane. Okay. I'm <laughs> I don't know. That's just to me. There's got to be a better way to get a hold of a plane if you need oh, one. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. So I don't know if you can see this. Maybe I can mm. see. I'm not on my own computer here. See see the red circle? Mm -hmm. it, it's interrupted just exactly. Like that was the search area. This big thing. That, that red area was the search area. This was the flight, the ping. For some reason, they just erased the ping right over where it was supposed to be. And for no reason at all. And they just decided that was not a place where it was worth searching. Yeah, I remember even on the on the on some of the things that I've seen, people even talked about, like, the silliness of, like, how they just kept denying that one area and just started going, like, into the mainland and coming up with, the, like, yeah. didn't, wasn't there, like, didn't even, like, the flight pattern change, like, two or three times? Over the course yes, of which it absolutely cannot do. And they said that based on this unidentified blip on the military. So instead of saying it can't be that plane because that plane wasn't anywhere near there, they said, oh, it must have taken a hard left. Could you imagine? It's one. It, there were so many planes. I still have a video of like the satellite um, data, flight radar 24. There were so many planes over that area. If a plane just like took a hard left. Can you make a hard turn at all on a plane? <laughs> Yeah, and they would completely see. That would freak people out. That would you, you can't. You know, people would notice that. 
<laughs> yes, who was on the plane? That's a good question. So it, nobody important. That's why I don't think it was haystacking. But they intentionally did not look. And then they came up with, we found the debris on the India. You know, I stopped paying attention to it. Oh, I was going to ask you about ridiculous. that. Damn. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't. I mean, they just... It, I don't, that one dude was finding, finding all this stuff washing up. Yeah, I don't believe it. And I, I'm not sure stuff washes up, you know, pieces of metal from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the series, and I thought that was actually just my opinion. I thought it was a little shady. I was like, "What's? I mean, oh, the yeah, odds yeah. of this guy just? Oh, I'm gonna go find these pieces. I think it landed here, and oh, well, now I have them." So now, so like, I never actually thought of your theory, and like, I it doesn't sound as fantastical, I'm sure, but like, I actually do think, believe it or not, that's all you need is for people to be like, "We're gonna be responsible for billions of dollars in payouts from a fuck up." So we just need to spin yeah. some story to get out of it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what happened. Damn. Yeah. And it's and it because it would be like the reinsurer who would really eat it, it is a powerful financial interest out of England. Like I don't I don't know who I think it would be a bunch of different, you know, but a lot of it just feeds right up to the top and like they can teeter on the edge like and a Hurricane Andrew was such a massive claim and everybody thought they had different insurance than they do. But those insurance companies have to get insurance from somebody else because they can't they can't take undiversified risk like that. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so that was MH370. MH17 was also super fishy. I've been following the Ukraine thing from the beginning. We completely... Uh, what do you think about that one? Like, just your yeah. opinion on that one. They, I mean, when I was covering it in 2014, you had Victoria Newland, the Assistant Secretary of State, on hidden audio and in videos that were not hidden, talk about how they were um, trying to affect a coup. They were they were giving the democratically elected president an ultimatum. She already talked about the three people that she was going to have take his place as a triumvirate. One would be the face job, one would be outside, one would be inside. Those people are still in place to this day. Tani Book, the Nazi, Klitsch, the uh, Klitschko, the mayor of Kiev. And for a while, Yatsenyuk uh, was the prime minister, but he, or president, whatever, but he didn't last long. But she she set it up to replace it with this US-friendly government. She didn't care what anybody else said. That's when you got that fuck the EU thing. But that was, they they promoted the fuck the EU clip so you didn't hear her say, we are going to set this guy up and take him out. And then she came back and she did a meeting with Chevron, which was videotaped and put on YouTube that said, we've spent $5 billion to soften up this regime and create unrest. And, you know, it's it's finally happening. Yay! And uh, and then there's another hidden audio that has Catherine Ashton, who is like the EU something or other, head of the EU, talking to the Estonian prime minister. And the Estonian prime minister says, you know, at the Maidan, they're discovering that the cops and the protesters were shot with the same bullets. She's like, oh. And the, the point of that is there were snipers shooting both sides to create a, like a riot and to blame the other people. So they wanted to make it look like the democratically elected president was shooting civilians, like that he ordered the police to shoot civilians, but he didn't. And he definitely didn't. And they didn't. Nobody shot anybody except for these Israeli, I think they were Israel Chechen, Chechen snipers, who later completely came out and told their whole story. They were like, they never, they never paid us. And, uh, so they told the whole story and they even described the American mercenary who trained them in great detail, named names and everything. Oh, wow. And uh, so that was in like 2014. So they took out the president. And the first thing they did when they replaced him is make Russian as a language illegal. So then you had these two like states, oblasts, whatever, who couldn't even vote because they all spoke Russian. And of course they rebelled. And they've been asking Putin to help for eight years. And finally, he did. Mm. Sorry, I know that's a lot. No, 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 no. I had espresso just for you. Yeah, I, so. I made a cup of coffee before <laughs> before you came on, too. Cause I did that last time. I was like, it worked well last time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely works for me. I made a cup of coffee before you were coming on. I had smoked earlier, and I was researching stuff. And I was like, I got to wake up for Monica. I was oh, like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to be a boring... You're not going to be a fun part. Like, <laughs> you're not, definitely not going to be a boring, quiet guest. 
Oh, so man. I wish I could put up some of the comments, but I can't. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have I'm not sure how that, yeah, that works. Just, you just click on it, but you don't have to. I mean, I find it impossible to like chat and also put the comments up. So, oh, yeah. You know, to be totally honest with you, some of the few times uh, that I've gone live recently, I couldn't even watch the chat because it, it screws me up. No, sometimes. you can't. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't because you have to have a conversation. Anyway, yeah. so Ukraine, like, I, I don't know what, what's up now. Like, I, Putin is definitely going to unroll a central bank digital currency. People got vaxxed. Like, uh, he's not my hero. However, uh, we totally undermined the government in Ukraine and we should have been slapped down for it. And I can't believe we're just sending billions and billions and billions of dollars over there because it's the most corrupt place on earth. And I think that's how like Biden and John Kerry and all those guys, I think they might have taken out billions from that country along the way. Billions. Wow. That's what it's all about, in my opinion. Well, how do you think that war is going to even end? You know, that's a good question. There was a guy called Tejas in Dunbass who said from the very beginning they've already they've already got it like divided and east of Kiev will go to Putin and west and then you have to keep it neutral. Crimea has to go to Russia. But the the pro see the whole thing was Putin had to take action, and I think they knew he had to take action, because if Ukraine had joined NATO, that means that Russia being in Crimea, because they own Crimea now, but we say they don't own Crimea, we say they don't, and Ukraine says they don't. If Ukraine were part of NATO and Putin was occupying Crimea, that would start World War III like that minute, because Ukraine would say, we have to repel this invasion and then the all 27 countries would have to go help them, which would be yeah. World War III. So you should be thanking Putin for not, not allowing World War III to start. But yeah, I think they'll just divide it up. Really? I think. I mean, yeah. what, what do you think? I don't, I honestly, I, that's, I really have no idea where the hell this yeah. war is going to go. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what, honestly, I don't even know what the hell is really much going on. I mean, they say that stuff, you know, where we're winning, supposedly there's leaks are saying that they're losing. So, I mean, what the fuck? I don't know, but I assume that they will keep this going until they've funneled as much money through there as they possibly can. I think what they do is like give them arms, not arms that they can use, not weapons that they can use, but weapons that have a high resale value on the black market. So they'll bring it all over. They'll say to Zelensky, like, uh, you know, he's like a pot dealer, you know, and they'll say, like, put these in dime bags give me, you know, whatever, I'll split or whatever, get your distributor in other countries to buy it wholesale in bulk. And then, so you you give me half, you get to keep half, that guy marks it up for, you know, individual sale. Yeah. So I think that's what they're doing is just they're, you know. We think there'll be a, uh, and this is like, I guess this is probably why I ask, because like sometimes I just like, I don't know to what extremes this is going to be, could it just be like business stuff and I guess, you know, whatever fear and you know, whatever social justice worrying, or is there actually going to be like, like going forward, actually like some serious still devastation too, like a, or at least what will be shown? Like, you know, could they start actually really like blowing the fuck up out of that country? Like, could we really start seeing some crazy like, shit or is that never going to happen? And it's well, or even close to it, or is that never going to happen? And this is all just a money siphon. You know, you know that that starts to butt up against when, like, I not that I want to see that stuff happen. I just yeah, wonder how, is will it get high, there? How high does the conspiracy go? And I'll and I'll say like, there's a couple of different ways it can play. I'm wondering if, like, I've been wondering this for a while. If like the shift to the disease, like a disease structure for society versus a war structure for society. So society, like you keep your people in check because they're afraid of the enemy. And that's why like football is war and sports are war and Putin is an enemy and all that stuff keeps us on our side in our spot. Then I started seeing like football, they, they started fucking football up and like they started not putting transgender in sports, like they're starting to make sports less warlike and more just like political. So I'm thinking, well, that reflects to me that they may be shifting 
the foundation, like our mental foundations for society itself, in which case it would not. So to germs, to like us versus them, to like humanity, you could either take humanity and fight aliens or you can take humanity and fight germs. Right. And then you get a world government because you have a world enemy. So if so, if they're there, then they don't need to make this a hot war. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they the WWF bad guy and that's all this is? Or is it going to actually get get screwed up? Hot war. I don't think that means that Putin isn't completely in on it. Like, even if it's a hot war, like everybody likes war. Why doesn't Putin out 9-11 or out ISIS? Because he uses it himself. That's like with a lot of people. I mean, I don't even know how to say this, but I mean, there was a, there's a lot of people, I guess, in the conspiracy world that do actually think Hitler was a good guy. And uh, the thing with that is that, it, you know, in my opinion, this is all WWF, and he was totally fine playing the bad guy anyway to put tons of fear into somebody. So, th- I mean, these people, I do not think if this is a game or some bullshit or a play, nobody's actually the good guy because they're it's still in the show. I would say, because you just like, that was a big thing to say. Um, well, but it's true. You, you don't even have to admit it. You don't even have to admit it, but that shit's getting fucking huge out of nowhere. I hate to say. Yeah, there's a book. Yes, I know. It is fucked up because they over rewrote history. Like there's a book by a guy, Renee Wormser, who was on the Reese Commission to see if it was a house on American activities thing. And the book is called The Myth of Good and Bad Nations. He's like, you always make it like we are the really good guys and the other guys are the really bad guys and whatever. But um, so when you over stylize, you know, you're going to have, you're going to be able to go back and revise history because it was over stylized. Churchill said he was going to stylize and he said he was going to make himself the good guy. <laughs> There's a book by um, Guido Preparata called Conjuring Hitler. And he says, do you remember Life of Brian? Yes. Very vaguely. That's old shit. (laughs) Do you you remember they had all, well, I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid, so I only watched Yeah, I had to watch that when I got older. (laughs) When they, all the, all the, like, they had all these, like, messiahs on soapboxes, and they were just like, the end is coming, the end is coming, the end is coming. And one of them was Jesus. So there was just, so there, so the way this Conjuring Hitler presents it, and this guy's super academic, so it's not silly like that, but... He says there were a lot of people who were reacting to the hyperinflation and Weimar Germany and like the world, like the Versailles Treaty and all the injustices and the devastation from World War One. There were a lot of people who radicals who wanted to go communist or whatever. So England, behind the scenes, picked one that would not tear down the upper strata, strata of banking someone who would respect the corporations and even the nobility to some extent or whatever. So they found somebody whose philosophy, fascism, whatever, was they could promote him that was appealing to the people. It had the socialist element that would pay the people off, but it would not dismantle the highest rungs of the money power. And that is what they got with Hitler. And and that's what he would say. So Hitler would not necessarily know that. You know, because then you get the other layer where they're like, uh, you know, Hitler was like made a deal that with Israel. Is that even possible? I mean, Israel wasn't even a country then, but like <laughs> he would let people leave, you know, he would let people leave if they were going to Israel. Yeah. Like that, like they negotiated a, a passage, but not everybody wanted to go to Israel and that deal was not known. So you couldn't choose knowing that. Like you just had to, if you were, I mean, he would like grant all visas to Israel. I, I, that I'm just like, I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying yeah. that's like one of the things that's talked about, but I have absolutely no idea if that's true. And I never saw any evidence of that, but I did enjoy the book Conjuring Hitler because it made sense. Oh, I mean, like, sense. listen, I do think even with World War II, that was as much propaganda as this fucking pandemic. I don't believe like that we know as much, you know, I think it was, there was a lot of bullshit added in there. It's just like, even what I'm getting at, as long as you were a player in the game, you're just as guilty as the rest of them. Yeah, and World yeah. War One too. Like, there's a book called "The Hidden History of World War One," and there's a sequel called "Prolonging the Agony." It reminded me very much of COVID. Like, they got they took a lot for them to create the panic, and then they had to like keep creating the panic. And the same thing, yeah. World War. I, I think World War One and World War Two were just 100 percent away of making sure Germany and Russia were never connected because Russia had the resources, Germany was the industrial powerhouse, and England was just 
tiny. Like they, they could not compete with a united world island. And that's what it's always been about. That's what it's about right now, in my opinion, right now. So there's some, there's some super big overview, but still, as we were saying before the show, I still don't know when it gets super like evil, you know, 9-11 black mass type stuff. Like, I still don't know if when they are kneeling before their altar, if they even think there is an actual Satan or if it's just ritual, if it's real magic or if it's just mind control. Mm, yes. You know, yes. the power it's of Total difference. Like, there's a total difference, yeah. Yeah, I and I just saying. don't know what it is. Like at that level, I don't know, but I, there is that level. And I don't know if there's, if I don't know how high up people get who are not in that club. Like, I don't know if there's anybody at the upper echelon who is not absolutely like in, in the comments, it's like, yeah, Putin's just one of the gang. You know, I just don't, I, it seems to me, if you're not completely in on it at the highest levels, they just kill you. No, I, I, and now I, with the vaccine, like they can, people are dying of heart attacks at like fifty five. Like they can, they can do whatever. You wouldn't even bat an eye. Like you wouldn't even. It's like haystacking on a world scale. Fuck, yo, for real. I mean, right? Like wow. it's like, well, a billion people died. You think I killed that guy? He just died of a heart attack, like everybody else. It's like, well, you know, you have those little ice starts that can give people a heart attack. It's like, well. So do you do you think this thing with Ukraine and Russia? I mean, I know I know we're now we're totally off the other topic, which is totally yeah. Fun. No, we're done. So, with yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, do you think that that do you think it will go on much longer? Or do you think that will like like this is another thing that I find interesting? And again, like I guess this is just sometimes I pay attention to things that people say and wonder like what's the play going on here. I have seen Trump say this would not have happened if I was president because I had already spoke to Putin. Now, if this is still going on and he gets into being the president, yes. what happens then? Is, is. Trump going to tell Putin fucking stop or is it going to keep going or are we going to have a problem with Russia? Because they won't stop. Like, this is just like, are we just being set up for another fucking bullshit story? Yeah. I, I like in my mind that it's a play. Yeah. It's a play. And I've never, I never, I don't always get to guess the last act. Like they're really we normally never writers. do, really. <laughs> I don't get it right. So they're really good writers. Like I can see what they're doing. I can see their end game. I, you know, I know who's gonna die in the end or whatever. Like, or I should say I know what the moral of the story is gonna be, but I just never know who's gonna survive. Like I never thought Trump was gonna win the first time. And I didn't think oh. he was going to lose the second time because I knew they wanted civil unrest and I knew the right is like law and order. You're not going to get civil unrest. So they just, in my opinion, completely made up January 6th. Like absolutely nothing oh. happened that day. Zero, not one thing. But that, I just, you know, I didn't guess they would just make it up. And they just, you know, like <laughs> they just made it up. So. Yeah. yeah, I just, uh, I just wonder if like, is this, is this scene or this act uh, almost over? Is it going to drag into... You know, I a sequel. Know. Like, who do you think is be the next president? Like, are they going to do Biden again? It would be so great because then you get he, like a death in office. You know what? You're not that I'm voting for that, but I just feel like he's old. Like, chances are. I don't know. Like, again, like I, I said, I, I really only do. My wife puts on Fox every once in a while because she does like news for like an hour out of her day. If I really pay attention, I only really watch Spectrum One, which is in my area. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very liberal news outlet. And they are even saying themselves and showing people on the street saying that Biden's too old and he can't be president anymore. So I don't know. Like, I honestly, if the liberal news is shitting on Biden, I don't I don't honestly don't think he's going to be president just because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, but, you know, if they put him in. Oh, I think, yo, even the left would probably be like, come the fuck on, really? <laughs> don't you think that it would be like the perfect opportunity to slide Kamala in? Because think about what happened oh. to England. A lot of times, like, they go ahead of us. That Rishi Sunak absolutely did, like, and did it, it would be like the Gerald Ford. He's like the Gerald Ford of England. Like, he has the top job, but he was not really elected in any normal way. Like, Gerald Ford wasn't even elected as vice president. I, I would, so the, yeah. 
Yeah, the vice president, Spiro Agnew, resigned for some unrelated reason, and then Nixon resigned for Watergate. Like, what are the, is the likelihood of that, right? And they slotted in Gerald Ford, and he became rich. So Rishi Sunak was similar. Like, they just did a bunch of smoke and mirrors, and they got him in there, and he's like the first prime minister of color or whatever. I don't know. Of Indian origin. I don't know what they call it. Uh, but they could do that with Kamala. Mm. Just slide her in by taking Biden out. You know, yeah. I I, uh, have honestly thought that it may end up, I mean, you know, like you said, we normally never get the last act anyway, so we can't figure it out. So, I mean, to be Biden again, I mean, that would be just priceless. So who knows? It's probably possible. But I, I was honestly thinking it might end up being RFK versus Trump. Wow, that would be cool. And you know what the thing is, too, is that and one of that the reasons cool. why I have thought that is because I've already seen the Q-tards getting primed up for accepting RFK as president. Nice. So even he if he beats Trump, oh, it's still part of the plan. Fuck He is a Kennedy. I mean, you can't deny that he's been vetted. And he was he was the... And he's somebody that I've posted on video that actually said people who don't believe in the, the whole green shit should be fucking locked up. See, that's the thing. It's the old bait and switch. So he gets you on the vax stuff. Yo, he even, I even, Teresa's in our chat right now. She, you know, Hi, from, from, from Spiritual Gangsters on her Instagram, she even has him admitting on fucking camera, on the microphone, I'm not Mr. Anti-Vax. That was a miss fucking thing. I am not oh, Mr. Yeah. Anti-Vax. I was given that name. I don't know for what reason. Didn't his wife have a party during COVID that at his house, no one was let in who wasn't vaccinated? Yeah, I just, it's like, where does this stuff come from? RFK Jr., that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. I don't know, that's a thought that I have had, but I mean, we still, that's another thing too. I mean, we still have plenty of time. I mean, the last three months up to the election, shit could switch. <laughs> and I think, so I had this insight back in the day that like they, they they get it down to like the people who they they could take any of them. So I remember it was Ted Cruz with the final of Ted Cruz, um, Trump and Hillary. And I remember I noticed this like every single solitary election since two thousand with the hanging Chad, which would definitely be my porn name if I were a guy. <laughs> <laughs> the hanging Chad. Uh, but ever since then, like every I think they saw how brilliant having an illegitimate president would be for like disturbing the population. So every single solitary election has had controversy. And I remember thinking Ted Cruz was a Canadian citizen when he was born and he was not a U.S. citizen. And both of his parents were Canadian citizens and they did not have dual citizenship at the time. So he was absolutely not a viable. There would have been a constitutional crisis. That would have been an illegitimate thing. Hillary, it was all over the place, like illegal voters, undocumented voters, which... As I live in California, it's absolutely true. And Trump, it was that dumb Russiagate thing was so weak. But in any case, they always have illegitimacy. But it made me realize that those three candidates, the people who were most in the running, all would have been totally fine with the powers that be. They were all, so you would have to take a different direction and maybe they wouldn't have rolled out COVID if it had been Hillary because I think... Uh, like 80 million people would have gone to Washington and made her overturn the emergency order, but which they didn't do for Trump, which I wanted people to do and they would not do it. And mm. I was like, where is everybody now? So I, you know, I think they take different tacks. So like maybe they'll have RFK there. Maybe they'll have Trump. They'll have Biden. Like they'll have people DeSantis. So I think, although he would be my choice among like the front runners, I think he's pretty clearly a CIA agent. So I would say like any one of those people will be fine. They just, it's like that. What was that black mirror? Uh, book? Not Boulder dash. Like, um, did you ever watch black mirror? Oh yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah, stuff. The one where you get to choose the ending. Oh, I don't remember. I think it was called Bandersnatch. Huh, no, so maybe you not watch the show and actually it interacts with you. You have to like press a button and, and you're like, which cereal is this kid going to eat? And depending on which cereal he eats, like the, the show goes in a different direction. And they had to like film so many different things. Like each show, each each choice gave you something different. That was like a which way book. What? It was like those old which way books when we were young. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but if you go and watch it like in every different direction, I'm pretty sure the ending, you always end up in the same place. 
And that's what I think about gotcha, yeah. presidential elections is that you can choose. They let you choose along the way. They don't care because they have a, they have know, a script for everything. It's like the GPS where it's like, well, here's three different ways. Which way would you like yes. to go? We're all going to get to the same spot. We're just going to have different scenery. Exactly. <laughs> There's like blue, red, purple, green. Like what? Choose your path. <laughs> and there, do you hear this thing? <laughs> literally singing in the background like i get no respect i get no respect really real quick and then i'll then i'll let you go real quick just a question your opinion do you think when trump gets when they start doing the debates do you think anybody will throw in his face what just happened recently Technically, well, technically, what, what happened recently? It's like it's like asking Sarah Palin if she likes the Bush Doctrine. It's well, like, no, what, I mean, what do you mean? Well, I mean, technically, I know he didn't. He's not going to jail, but technically, if you go by what this case just happened yesterday, he's raped a woman, and he has got to pay for it. Would you? Wouldn't if you were a politician? Do you think any of the politicians that are running against him might have the balls to bring that up? I'm just wondering if that will be thrown in his face. What was the... I'm not saying it's true or, or real well, or whatever. I have what, no idea, but... I didn't follow it because I'm actually moving houses, but hold, pause for a second. What... Do you know what court it was? Like what I was think it was like civil court? court. That's the whole thing. That's why he's not going to get in trouble well, for it. All, he's just paying $3 million. Yeah, you can just... And yeah, but I'm just wondering, like, is anybody going to throw that in his face? Be like, well, you know, you're running person. for president and supposedly you got to pay someone $3 million for raping her in a fucking you know, department store. See, I feel like that is, like I said before, like they, they start with something that's already in your head, like MH370 and they give you MH17. That's very similar, like the $3 million, the payoff, the civil court as Bill Cosby, who I predicted would be overturned on appeal because he was absolutely wrongly convicted. Absolutely. It's really weird to defend Bill Cosby because, and my my argument is, they were quaaludes, not roofies. <laughs> So you might be too young to remember quaaludes. Oh, no, no, I remember those. People like quaaludes. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't have to slip somebody a quaalude. Like you were definitely finding people. A lot, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, just give them, give them here. <laughs> yeah, people right. would drive to Mexico because they stopped making quaaludes here. So, yeah, but he didn't rape them. He seduced them. And that's different. And the statute of, limita statute of limitations was up and he paid that chick off and they weren't going to prosecute because there was a witness that said she was overheard uh, planning to extort him for money. Like, so I would just say they are probably rewriting that, that all the stuff about Trump raping or having prostitutes, right? I absolutely do not believe. I, 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 as a New Yorker, I don't know if you remember following him. He's a major germaphobe and he's very cheap. So he's never doing prostitutes for both of those reasons. And I mean, I just, there's no way around that. And uh, for both of those reasons. Yeah. And if you're cheap and you're a germaphobe, you're definitely not touching a prostitute. No prostitutes. And you're not paying one to pee on a bed you're sleeping in, for Lord's sake. Yikes. Anyway. So, and he, and he liked seducing women. Like I heard him, I read a book about him called Trump Nation. It was good. Uh, and he, it was like a guy was a biographer, but it like became unauthorized because the guy was like not doing what they wanted, I guess. I don't remember exactly, but Trump said, women like me. Like, you think they don't. They like me because I'm rich. He's like, but a woman can't really sleep with you if she doesn't like you unless she's an actual professional prostitute. Like, unless there's something in her mind. that And, and it is true. Like, it is. It's like, if somebody grosses you out, it's intolerable. For oh, yeah, yeah. Crawl all over you. So he, uh, so like, that was where he, felt uh, okay with like, like he, it, it gave him an ego boost to sleep with this, these women because he was seducing them. Uh, and I, and I just, it, it just does not fit his profile to, to rape. And I feel like that, that's so, my guess is that, well, if he's abdicating, if it's civil court and he's willing to just give the money to keep that narrative going because that keeps the newspapers, you know, that was another reason I thought he was going to win because who else can keep the 24-7 news cycle occupied without any actual content whatsoever. I mean, he is the most masterful reality star who ever existed. Like, it's unbelievable. 
and how they would fire a guy like that. I just, uh, you know, it's crazy. I think I can't imagine he would come back because as my mother says, after all, he's a man. He's a real man. He wants to play golf and relax. I mean, it is just, I don't care how much you're going to pay him to do this. I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, you know, it, coming down the line, like, is there, I mean, because Trump will, like, throw, like, you know, outlandish and say crazy things, and it's like, now they might have their own ammo to throw at him, and could this really be a shit show? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes, yes, and, and it would, and, like, I even think that Billy Bush thing where he was in the trailer, and he said the stuff about, you know, grabbing a pussy or whatever, I think that was fake. I think he did that on purpose to be fake. I think the controversy is important to the whole overall show. Sometimes just your name being they, mentioned over and over again is all you need. And don't they do that in reality shows? Don't they create problems? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well said. And uh, and then we'll just I think we'll wrap it there. I just wanted yeah. your opinion of that. And just, you know, who knows what we got to look forward to coming going forward with that stuff. Um, thank you very much again for coming on. I, I have a great time with you. I I did on the spiritual gangsters and I had another great time with you now. I really appreciate you coming on my show. Let everybody know where they could find your stuff. Super fun. Thank you so much. If you want to hear interviews, but the deep dives are the best when they really take a, a something and pull it apart, like 15 minute cities I did recently. I did the FTX, um, the collapse of that crypto thing. Those are deep dives. Uh, you can find deep dives with Monica Press on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can get all those show notes, like um, all the links, all this stuff on monicasdeepdives.com. But I'm also on rockfin.com slash deep dives. Awesome. So you got that going for you. Definitely check out her stuff. And if you did not hear her story on the Spiritual Gangsters, I definitely suggest to go back and check that out. It was a little bit more, I think, personal how she got into this, what woke her up. You know, it was a little, little story about Monica and how she became the pod mother. So <laughs> I don't want to rip that off. That is Adam Curry is the pod father, but I have had some spinoffs and they do call me the pod mother. So I like it. That. I love I'm it. I'm going to take that. Why not? There yeah. isn't, if there isn't a pod mother, I'll be the pod mother. Yes, I love it. It. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, that is the end of another NY Patriot episode. Thank you all for jumping in the chat. Uh, that was a decent amount of people for this time. And thank you for all the yeah. comments. And thank you guys for even bringing up that Twilight Zone. I thought that was weird as hell. Uh, so, you know, that's why I do it. And uh, yeah, until the next one, everybody be well. Later.